there are ways that you can still build a connection just from being yourself. Don't discount how important that is in your overall storytelling for your business. You're listening to the Start Right Now podcast. I'm your host, Chloe McKenzie, and I'm glad you're here for the epic conversations that will take you from aspiring to actualizing your dreams. Let's get started right now. Welcome, welcome to episode 32 of the Start Right Now podcast. If you are new here, Hey, hello, welcome. And if you are a longtime listener, long time being, you know, up to 32 episodes, welcome back. Today, I'm excited to dig into a few things that I know are going to help some of the new entrepreneurs and the small business owners out there. And it actually comes from my own experience working in corporate. I realize even after 32 episodes, there haven't been that many where I share with you some of my expertise, some of my experience as it relates to marketing, strategy, and working with clients. I've spent the last decade of my career in an agency setting, marketing agency, working with some of the biggest brands in the world from Microsoft to Google, Facebook, Shopify, Coca-Cola. These are clients that are on my roster that I manage programs with every single day of the week. And I have learned a ton in going from a very green rookie, you know, first time sending your corporate emails that you're rereading 18 times to make sure there's no typos, to now managing teams of over a dozen people at a leadership level and being able to just put the pieces together from conception to execution for, again, some of the biggest brands in the world. So today, I want to empower you. If you're a new small business owner, if you're a new entrepreneur thinking about how to get your first batch of clients, thinking about how to keep clients uh, on your roster to continue working with you. These gems in this episode, I guarantee you, will help get clients on your roster that you never imagined you could possibly be working with. So let's take it back to when Chloe was just a junior working as a coordinator in an agency setting. I was just trying to get the hang of what is it that we actually do here? What is it that we sell? And how do I go about contributing to my team and putting us in a position to really execute and win projects with these clients, right? I was so new, so junior. And now after literally hundreds of experiential marketing projects. So experiential marketing being anything that involves building uh, some kind of live experience for people to engage with a brand very tangibly, tactically. So pop-ups at the mall, uh, activations at festivals. Uh, Now more of my day-to-day is conference production and big galas and big shows and anything with a stage and things of that nature I'm coordinating all the pieces of but experiential marketing is really where I have honed my expertise. I've been surprised to learn over the last decade even though I've continued to become more experienced and knowledgeable about the things that we sell I have so many stories and incidences I can share with you about how I've been able to win clients, land new projects, even in my own history of moving up 
uh, corporately. I've had a great career so far and I've been able to accelerate getting promotions and moving to the next level, I think because of the things that I'm going to share with you today. So even if you don't have a business, there are some things that you can take away here if you're working corporately, especially if you're working with clients. I can tell you that I haven't always been the most experienced person in a room. I can tell you I haven't always had the most superior product to offer relative to competitors, even in in standing behind the company that I worked for. I can tell you that I have often been the youngest, the most rookie in the room. I have often been the only woman, the only person of color in a room. And I am having to pitch to CEOs, to executives, and have been able to successfully land some of these big companies as clients. How did this happen? I'm going to share with you how I've learned to package ideas so people will buy them, how I've learned to be memorable in bringing value to a room, even when I've been the most junior. I've learned the things that drive clients absolutely crazy and the things that make you your client's favorite vendor. And I want to empower you to have the confidence that you are able to show up in places where you don't feel quite ready so long as you really are present in the room, thinking about your customer at every step of the way, and also you have confidence in yourself and in the service or product that you are selling. Those are really the the couple of the key pieces here. And again, even as a small shop, I know this is going to help you. So listen up close. I'm going to give you the top things that I have taken away about business and working with some of the biggest brands in the world. Number one, people buy you more times than they buy your service. People connect with you as a human. Even if this is not your own business, maybe you're working corporately and you're selling service on behalf of your company. Either way, people connect and are looking to connect with you as a human. Having an amazing product is important. Having the best product on the market certainly can give you a leg up in a lot of situations. But if people don't want to work with you, the person showing up trying to sell to them, you will not win the business. Being human, being kind, being curious, taking time to build rapport on a phone call or in a pitch or in a meeting are so critical for increasing the probability that you are going to be able to sell. When I talk about pitching, I talk a lot about the energy in the room and this goes for meetings as well, but being responsible for the energy in the room, being responsible for the container of energy in a room. Treating your pitches and your meetings like you are having your close friends over for dinner. How do you create a a space that's really warm, inviting, and you're really there not only to provide value and to share what you do, but also to listen and to connect. The things that make you quirky, maybe things that you are trying to you know, dial the volume down on or trying to hide or downplay. And I want to also encourage you and remind you that some of these things are what make you memorable and might even be the reason that you are hired. You get somebody to laugh. You get somebody to connect with you. They are much more likely to buy from you um, and to enlist in your services. It's not always about the widgets. It's not always about the cheapest price. People buy you more times than they buy your service. 
Case in point, some of the connections on the teams that I've had in pitch rooms, their relationships with the end clients have been the reason that we were hired, even if we were not as experienced as another vendor. And even if we were more expensive, it was the personal relationship that ultimately was what helped us to sell. So what does that mean for you? Don't always feel like you need to be talking about the features of your product incessantly or even the benefits. There is time and place and room and opportunity for you to speak about yourself, your own story, your own history, how the products impacted you if you're selling something that you actually use in your daily life. There is room in a selling conversation in your content on your IG lives to talk about your dog and your kids if that's something that's really important to you and that's top of mind. There are ways that you can still build a connection just from being yourself. What I've really noticed as I try to build up this podcast and when I think about my own small business is as I'm pulling the pieces together, what's been missing a lot of the times is me is my own story, is the things that I'm thinking, ah, nobody wants to know about this or nobody will care about this. They're focused on what I can help them to do. Yes, but do they like me, right? Do they want to work with me? Is there something about me that is drawing people in just because it's the way that I am or it's the things that I like? Don't discount how important that is in your overall storytelling for your business or even in how you show up at work if you're working for somebody currently. Bring yourself to the table. This dovetails nicely into the second thing that I've learned. Believing in what you're selling is so critical. Having passion and having energy and conviction behind the things that you're selling is a game changer. This is something a lot of the times that you can't fake. Again, I can tell you many times I've been in pitch rooms and me and the people I'm pitching with, we we're standing up, we are, you know, really passionate, we're gesticulating, we're smiling, we are making eye contact, we are super high energy. And the feedback that we get from the pitch at the end of the day is, wow, you guys just seemed so much more passionate about our brand and about helping us. We just knew that we wanted to work with you. So many times that has gotten me a yes in a room and helped me to sell and to compete against, again, people that may have a superior product in terms of the specs on paper, but having the confidence to stand behind the results that I'm pitching is essential. Now, what does this mean for you? You may be at a place in your business where you're not necessarily all that confident yet about what you're selling. You're pulling the pieces together. Maybe you're not exactly sure what it is that you offer just yet or how the pieces are going to come together. Maybe you're not even selling anything yet. Maybe you're a podcaster and what you're selling really is why people should listen to you week after week. To you and to me, the advice I would give is Spend time finding things that you can be confident about. Not all the pieces that we put together are going to be perfect, not at this stage, but you're doing what you're doing for a reason. And I imagine it's because you believe that you can get a result from people, you can entertain them, you can service them, you can create a project or a product that will help them in their lives or in their businesses, right? Really focus on the things that you are confident about selling. Dial those up, double down on it. 
maybe even streamline what it is that you offer so that you know you're only offering things that you truly do believe in. Because again, if you don't have confidence and passion and energy in selling it, people are not going to believe you. And you're not going to be effective in being an ambassador for your business. Get excited. You're in a lot of virtual meetings now, virtual discovery calls. People are not going to get your physical energy in a room right now on the other side of a mic or a camera. But what do you need to do in your environment to bring more energy to the conversation? Tactically, you can get out of your chair, do a little pump you up, listen to your tunes before you go into meetings so that you're bringing that energy to the conversation. If nothing else, people will walk away remembering that tone of what you brought to the conversation, even if they don't remember every single detail that you were pitching them on. So point one was people buy you more than they buy your service, so bring you to the table. Point two was really believe in what you're selling and show up with passion and energy. And both of those two come together into my third tip here, which is about building trust. It's the most important thing you can spend your time doing in business. Working with clients, getting your customers, trying to get them to buy is a lot like dating. It's really easy on the first date to show up with all of the bells and whistles, glammed up. Um, You know, you've got goodies and treats and roses and, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. So think of all the all the ways we might court and do the extra special things on those special dates. But what happens after? What happens after is the period where we're continuing to build trust by being consistent, by delivering as promised, by being there when you say you're going to be there, by by submitting your deliverables when they're due, sending that proposal back to somebody who's interested in your services right away, staying on schedule with your podcast, being consistent so people know what to expect of you. And even further to that, Taking one step back, something that I do a lot in my world that I know has been critical to helping me build relationships with clients is I spend a lot of time in the upfront trying to establish what does the relationship look like. And this is a tool in coaching we call designing our alliance, but it's taking time at the beginning of the relationship to say, hey, how is it that you like to be communicated with? Do you prefer the phone or email or WhatsApp? How is it that you'd like for us to send you deliverables? Do you work on a shared drive? Which kind? Are you working on Slack? Should I be sending these to you via WeTransfer? Even as explicit as what are the things that would make us your favorite vendor, your favorite people to work with? And what are some of the things that would immediately put us on the chopping block or on a list of people you never want to work with again? Spending time in the upfront actually asking those questions of how can I be the right person that you want to work with consistently goes a really long way. Other ways that you build trust are in building familiarity with the person. Again, a lot of us aren't gathering as physically anymore. So voice, video, personal interactions are becoming more and more important. Are there times where you could be hopping on the phone to clarify something instead of sending 21 questions by email? Even in thinking about your social content, maybe you're posting a lot about the different products and services that you offer, but when can you show your face? When can you show up on video? When can you go live to build that familiarity and people start to get used to you and start to get used to what they can expect from you? Trust is also about asking questions and showing that you are listening, being curious on a call 
or by email, really pulling for their feedback, trying to listen for the things that they are not saying and trying to tease that out so that you know that you can deliver something that they're going to really love. Those are all really important things. And also making a recommendation, offer your advice. Let's say you're working with somebody who's not sure exactly what it is that they want. You've presented them with a lot of different options. In your professional opinion, what do you think would work best for them and why? Oftentimes we also overlook just how much value some of those suggestions can make to a client or a customer, but you giving your two stents really makes them feel like, wow, I'm in good hands and you really care about what the outcome is going to look like for me. In this process of building trust, people just need to know what it is that they can expect from you. It's really hard to change this up after the fact. Those first impressions are really important. But at the end of the day, consistency is what wins. If you show up great the first time, but never again, that story will be the telling one. What you do consistently is how your clients and customers are going to remember you. The last tip that I want to share with you today is really important. And it's something that I'm seeing more and more really makes the difference. How you package what you sell. And by package, yes, I'm talking about physical package for a product, but also how you prepare your proposals, how you send your emails of responses, how you put your stories together on your podcast or in your video. Your level of detail and thoughtfulness here is really important. Where can you go the extra mile? A lot of the time, this is less to do about money. So don't get wrapped up in your head saying, oh, I need to spend more money on packaging. That's not what I mean. And how you package your responses and recommendations and emails to clients or even to your boss or people that you're working with, anticipate the things that you know they are going to ask. Anticipate where you think you're going to get pushback, where you're going to have challenges. Anticipate the things that you know they might ask for to help them make a decision. If you are, let's say, a maker and you make candles and you're trying to get a company to buy your candles for their employees as gifts, and let's say your client is asking you for the candles to be custom, maybe that means you are able to share by email, yes, here's what the candle is going to look like, and you're describing it for them. The step up from that would be to show them, here's a proof of what the logo would look like. The step up from that would be, here's what a real-life 3D mock-up looks like. And step up from that would be, I'm anticipating, okay, what else could they ask? They might ask, are there different ways that I could apply the branding, different colors, different places? Can I also brand the box? Being really thorough in the details that you are providing is all part of how you're packaging your information, packaging the offering for your clients and customers. Don't skip on that stuff. It's so easy to be lazy, but spending the extra time to get ahead, the receiver is like, wow, you really thought and considered some of the things that I might be asking you and you've given me So many different ways that this product can come together in an amazing way. So think of your packaging as anything you communicate in service to your clients or to your customers. These are literally the tips that get me promoted faster, that get me selling millions of dollars into the biggest brands in the world. And you notice that I haven't spoken about website. I haven't spoken about 
having the best graphic designer. I haven't spoken about having to be on Instagram seven days a week making 50 different reels. I've spoken about the things that directly touch your customer in a one-to-one way that impact how much trust you can gain and how quickly and how much value you can bring to the table with every interaction. Focus on those and I guarantee you, you will start to see a difference in the level of client you start to attract and in how much business that they continue to do with you. Selling what you do is never easy, but stick to the fundamentals and I guarantee that you will have results. Now for upcoming episodes, I'm really gonna be focused on more tips that are very tactical for small business owners. If you're loving this content, I would love for you to let me know. Connect with me on Instagram at chloemckenzie.co and I'd love to hear a little bit more about your business as well. Until next time, get after it and get started right now.